barely just moved in with the girl. It was like 2020 anyways. I'm telling her, I'm like, yo, I want to find some like live bets to hit during this football game. I need to find some live bets. And she's like, okay, well, why don't you bet that the uh, next quarterback that throws the ball is going to throw an interception? And I look at the odds and it's like plus 800. Like it was like Rodgers versus Brady kind of thing. And it was like plus 800. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll place the bet. And she's like, just put like five or $10 on it. I'm like, okay, well, then (laughs) fucking three plays later, throw goes up, ball tipped and pick. And she starts celebrating. And I was like, (laughs) Grace, I didn't put the bet down. (laughs) I was was like, I was not fucking taking that stupid bet (laughs) with Brady versus Rogers. Like it was something insane like that, right? Like there was the second pick of the season in like week 10. It was just insane. I was like sitting there and it was like, I just missed out. If I put 10 bucks down, I would have won 80. Like, that's just insanity. <laughs> I was so mad. She gets up celebrating. I was just like so devastated. Be like, I wish I didn't have to tell you. <laughs> I didn't that's, place the bet. That's unreal. It's always the it's always the girls, man. It's, they have just beginner luck. It's insane. Yes. Did you, I saw a clip like last week of like some girl told this dude like what parlay to make and then he fucking hit it or something. Like on a first date or something. First time they linked. And then I had a buddy in college whose girlfriend called like horse races. <laughs> beginner's luck like four in a row really? it's fucked up like she uh you know on bet 365 you, you have like a losing night and yep. then all the boys start chasing and the only thing on is like horse racing in japan yes. and then so you hop over that and they're like they're like yo who, who do we pick like just for jokes he was like fuck i'm gonna throw five bucks on she picked like the best name classic it won so then the very next night they did the same shit she she knew she knew uh she's got beginner's luck let's go back to it and she did it like four times in a row and then she oh, finally man. lost at some point you got to retire yeah. it was like she three signs or four up for a sports row. book and then starts losing as soon as <laughs> yeah. she's yeah, actually yeah, puts exactly. money it's always how it goes man every single time <laughs> i think right. like what was it uh, a couple nights ago vegas and toronto were playing and like right before the puck dropped i was like watch kessel's gonna get his four on three here and he goes in and he rips one they ended up calling it back mm. that was against the leafs there but yeah uh, it was it was almost insane, like thirty seconds before he scored. I'm like just saying to Stu and my buddy Cam, they're like, watch this, Castle's gonna go out there, get four hundred against the Leafs. What does he do? Fuck it, like first shot of the game from Castle and it's in the back of the net. But uh, it turned out he was offside, so didn't get it, but then he went on to get that four hundredth afterwards, anyways, the next game. So yep. good for him. I said unreal, but it wasn't unreal because it it would have been uh against the Leafs. But uh you know, accidental bets though i don't know if you boys ever placed those but i signed up for proline plus um use code uh, or, or sign up for bet stamp use code nux download proline plus through the through the app thank you very much uh got proline plus because they have that uh 250 bet credit offer if you if you uh sign up and, and bet like 25 bucks on the nba or something get 250 bet credits right so obviously um classic stew i fucking my first two bets miss and there goes my all my like actual deposit money, but then I get the I get like the two fifty bet credits. Now I'm into the bet credits, right? And I was looking at the Islanders Rangers game the other night, and I was like, oh, two great goalies and shit, right? And then Islanders are obviously like most of their games are low scoring. The under was sitting at five and a half for like plus like two or no, I was like, I can't remember the line, but it was plus money. I placed it. I went to the score bet to I was like wait don't the Rangers play tonight because I placed place it the night before and then I checked the Rangers play tonight and Shesterkin starting which means Halak starting the day before and I was like fuck I don't want to make that bet under five and a half with Halak starting and then what do you know the, the under hit I couldn't cash it out I tried to cash it out but it was the bet credits 
So I couldn't do it. And I was like, fuck, well, there goes like 20 of my bet credits. And then it ended up hitting. So now I'm like way up on ProLine Plus. I hit like two bets same night. So that's that's yeah. happened to me a lot where I, I only I have this rule where like I, I don't bet the under because then you're just betting for no fun. Like you don't want any fun to happen. You don't want any goals to be scored or if it's basketball, you don't want any points yeah. to be scored. And I just, uh, for me personally, like I hate betting. Like it's a smarter bet to bet the under, but I hate betting that. Like I don't want to watch the game to watch these guys yeah. miss shots or not score or whatever. So I always bet the over, but then there's a time where I'll be like, fuck, like the over missed. And then I'll look at my fucking sports book after and be like, oh, I accidentally bet the under I won, <laughs> but I'm still not yeah. happy. Like, <laughs> I have no problem betting the under on games I'm definitely not watching. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes, I agree with that. I missed, like, I only caught like the third period when I got home, but I knew I was going to miss that game. And I was like, all right, let me just like uh, bet the under. But I don't, like I like to watch the Rangers play uh, most of their games, but I knew I was going to miss that one. So I had no problem betting the under. And yeah. then I realized it was going to be Halak and net. And then, uh, I did not want to place anymore, but it hit. It ended up hitting. Uh, Sorokin is sick, man. He had a sick game. He stopped like 42 shots. They shut out the fucking Rangers. It was insane. Yeah, he was standing on his head there. What do you, how, how many saves? 42 was the final number he ended up making. Yeah, there? something like, was, like that. It was in the 40s. It was gross, man. He's, he's, yeah. he's insane. That's got to be up there for one of the most saves in a shutout, I would think. Like I'd have to pull up the list, but I know there's uh, well, not too many dude, times where goalies this- making that many saves and getting the shutout. There's a random stat out there. I'm pretty sure it's like an old leaf. It's like uh, it was like Ben Scrivens or some shit had like a 50 <laughs> save shutout with the Oilers. Like just a random <laughs> ass backup goalie, Benny Scrivs. Fucking, fi- it was like, or it was either him or fucking uh, Stu. Who was our Herber? backup goalie for a long time when um, like Bernier and Ryan, or just before Bernier got there, it was like Reimer and maybe it Just was no, it wasn't Gustafson. Maybe it was Scrivens. I think. I think he went to Edmonton and had like a 52 save shutout. At one point, it was like the craziest stat of all time. Wow. I'll have to look it up. Ben Scrivens, Scrivens, Ben Scrivens had like the worst stance of all time. He had his elbow on his glove hand, like way up in the air. I don't know yep. how that guy made saves, but like it was brutal. But uh, <laughs> fuck, Ben fucking Scrivens. I, ben Scrivens remember? sets NHL record for a historic 59 save shutout with the oh, Oilers. Wow. Benny, Benny Scrivens, dude. <laughs> save shutout. That glove, dude. It's that glove stance, dude. Yeah. Jay's talking about. He's yeah, fucking exactly. flashing the leather out of there. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck the guy makes saves. He might have been, if he had like a normal stance and an effective stance, he might have been the best goalie of all time if he's having a fucking 59 save shutout with that kind of shit. Anyways, but there was a Sharks goalie I remember. Um, it was like his day NHL debut. I don't think he lasted, but it, search up like shutout in NHL debut or something. He had like a forty-five save shutout or something in his in, wow. in his first NHL game. It was insane. I think it was the Sharks. Tugnot's got some crazy records too. Uh, not shutout records, but like seventy saves in a game or something like that. It was yeah. something crazy back when he was playing on the uh, was it the Jets he was on back there? Who would have? the Nordiques maybe it was one of those teams yeah it was it was, it was on the sh- Sharks I I fucking I'm gonna butcher this guy's name Troy Grosnick Troy Grosnick made his NHL debut and made 45 save shutout yeah for San Jose against the Vancouver Canucks imagine making your debut and you if you made your debut and had a 45 save shutout I'm assuming you're you start thinking like I'm gonna be the best goalie of all time <laughs> yeah. and then oh, yeah. I've never heard of Troy Grisnick this was in yeah, 2014 who the hell is that, right? <laughs> yeah, this, this guy probably like got shelled for wonder. nine goals yeah this guy got shelled for <laughs> nine goals the next fucking three games and just got set down never came back yeah exactly. I, I pulled up that uh tug nut record too just because I was uh 
Here's about a modern day record holder for most saves in a regular season game. Uh, stopped 70 of 73 shots in a 3 3 tie. That's pretty good, Braves man. 1991. That's crazy, man. How is he not like passing out on the ice after that? So isn't it crazy to read that and and read 3 3 tie? Like, there's no such yeah, thing no, as tie. I, I, isn't it crazy? Yeah. Like, 3 3 tie. Yeah, I know. I just <laughs> saw it. just went home. That's odd. 91. <laughs> that would have been back in 91. That's I don't know just, if I'd prefer the shootout or the tie, though, because I hate shootouts, but I think I'd actually prefer a shootout than ending in a tie. Oh, dude, if my if I was watching the Leafs and I just spent fucking two and a half hours watching them and then they ended in a tie, like, I break the TV. Yeah. I feel like it's a, to hear, like, <laughs> that there was ties. Like, even when we started watching, there was ties. Like, when did the shootout come in? Probably, like, at 2010, Early maybe? 2000s. Yeah, something well, like that. I don't that, know if yeah. it was early, was it? Maybe it was earlier than well, I thought. I thought it was, like, 10 to 15 years ago, the fuck it. So, like, 2007, I yeah, would guess. If I had then. to I guess a two, year. I think... Yeah. I think uh, it first was ever, 06. Uh, I might be wrong, but I'm going to look it up. It might have been the 06 first ever uh, shootout goal. I'm pretty sure it was scored by Daniel Alfredson against the Leafs, too. I could be was wrong it? about that, but I'm pretty sure there was a Leafs versus Sens game was the first ever shootout in the NHL. Maybe, yes, dude, Dave, you're Googling that. You can confirm, but I think that's what happened. I'm going to confirm. I'm going to confirm. 2005, 2006. Yeah. Regular season games that are tied to the conclusion of overtime will be decided by a shootout round beginning in 2005, 2006. Uh, the National Hockey League announced today. Yep. Oh, this is an old-ass <laughs> article. Sens topped the Leafs in first shootout in NHL history. The Ottawa Senators beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-2. to two. I, That says October 5th, 2005. Yeah. Holy shit, eh? Yeah, and the first shootout goal is... Opener. What a weird stat for you to fucking know, Ty. For Christ's <laughs> sakes, you always remember a win against the Leafs. Daniel Opposite scored <laughs> the first ever, first ever one against Ed Belfour on wow. October 5th, I remember 5th, that because... I've seen like just the the on the Daniel Alverton highlight reels and stuff. Like I've seen that clip where he's walking and he scores the goal, and they're like, "There's the first ever shootout goal in NHL history." Like I just remember that in the back of my mind for some reason. But uh, oh, yeah, a bit of a random tape. stat. <laughs> to just to have walked away in the brain. <laughs> <That's Yeah. awesome. laughs> this is a Showbile podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Ty Demra here. And on the show today, we've got a whole bunch of gambling picks for you again. And uh, for those, we're going to bring back some of the segments we introduced over the last couple of episodes. So stay dialed in for that. And then as for some of the things we'll be discussing today, we've got uh, some NHL news. Uh, We'll take a look at how the Leafs and Sens are doing to start the season. And then we also got to recap some of that uh, UFC 280 there over the weekend. Uh, Some great fights happen there. Then uh, also we have to take a look at the World Series matchup. And I think these guys have some predictions or uh, hot takes for the NBA season, too. So we'll get into that probably near the end of the show. And then also near the end of the show today, we'll uh, do a quick uh, quick check in on our uh, fantasy sports teams there. And who knows where else we'll end up on the pod today. So we'll get right into it here. And uh, we were talking hockey and Leafs and Sens. So how about we just uh, start with that? And how about we uh, go with the Leafs here to begin? And uh, how are you guys feeling about the Leafs a few weeks into the season now? Stu, take it away. I, I'm feeling better, dude. I've been um, I've been pretty pleased with uh, Samson. Obviously, like we're not there yet. We need Matthews to start fucking putting pucks across the line. But um, hey, he's snake bitten, man. Like he has how many shots on goal and like one tip in goal. It's the same as Timo Meyer has like forty something shots on this season in uh, in San Jose. He doesn't have a fucking tuck yet. So I don't know what's Surprising. happening. 
um Deline scores a goal a game so like uh is he gonna win the fucking Maurice Richard like what's the deal yeah, uh, Darlene, what's that hot take you were gonna bring up there Stu I I placed I put it on the Bucks on Nux Instagram story but I placed uh, a little pizza money as DK and I would say on uh <laughs> Deline to win the Norris trophy at the end nah. of the season and he no like dude it. he doesn't have it there like hasn't it. been a game where he doesn't have a point and he's had five goals in six games it's not a it's not a most points by a defenseman trophy. It's a fucking. It always best is. That's he's gonna be minus. Wrong. He's gonna be no, be, no, because last year Roman Yossi had ninety two points and Kale no, McCarr won it. But you can't win it if you're outside the top five. Is what I'm saying. You have to be up there. But like, I think he's gonna be. I think what's gonna kill him is that he's gonna never be seen. I never 32. seen Jacob Slavin win the fucking. That's you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that. No, that right there is a fair. That's an absolutely fair point. I just think it. If it's just about points, like you have to be honestly to win an award, um, most of the awards, like maybe I'm wrong. And I feel like you have to be on like a playoff team, like not many guys that aren't on playoff well, teams. It's like rookie <laughs> of the year or like whatever else, like Norris, especially it's like you were leading one of the best teams in the league as their best defenseman. I feel like if you were to look back on it, like if I don't know, it's just, it's I weird. I, I don't think hate, so. I think I don't hate the Darlene pick. I just don't think he's anywhere close to like the best defenseman in the league. I think when Adam Fox won it, I don't think the Rangers were a playoff team. Because that was either the the year... I'm pretty sure that was the year after they drafted Lafreniere or the year before. And I yeah, know the year before, they definitely weren't a playoff team. But like I think it definitely is a points... It's, it's not like most points wins it, but it definitely is like super points heavy. And it's more goals heavy than assists heavy that's why kale mccarr edged out yossi for sure because kale mccarr scored like he's almost scored 30 goals last season right and i think delene already has five and six i think he's in pretty good shape to win the norris if he just continues and he looks sick it's not like he's getting lucky like he i knew yeah. for like the last years he's been a sick defenseman stuck oh. on a shit team but now they're now they're kind of they're kind of seem to be working stuff out i mean they started hot last season too so we'll see yeah. if it sticks we'll see like uh there's a few teams that are like pretty uh, historically shit the last couple of years that have started out pretty hot. So we'll see which one of them has staying power. But if I had to bet on a, any of them, I think I would sh- choose Buffalo. Yeah, I, I've been the, the same. With, <laughs> I've been the same with Dolly, though. Like I've had him on every fantasy league forever until this year because he's just kind of been like a disappointment. And then all of a sudden when I see him going off this year, like I didn't pick him this year. It's the first year in like the last three that I haven't had a, a share of Dolly and I hate it. But also like, Good for him. He's going off on a on a bad Buffalo team. I don't think Buffalo's got the staying power. I think if you're looking at the East and it's like the Red Wings, Buffalo, and the Sens are probably all around the same point in terms of their rebuild. I would personally, I I would take Detroit to possibly finish ahead of Buffalo, just because I like their goalie and Djelkovic, and I like Cider. I like Raymond, who's kind of been cold so far this season. I feel like they have a lot. Uh, Andrew Kopp, even like they have a lot of decent pieces in Detroit. But Buffalo has started really well. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was a pretty valuable b- valuable bet, and I got it at plus five thousand. I think he's far under that now. I think you might you might find him at plus two thousand. I don't know if you, I don't have the odds handy, but I got him at five. Like I, he scored. I watched him score, and I immediately was like, all right, this guy has three goals in three games and a couple assists to add um, through three. And I was like, let me place that. And then uh, now he's got like five and six or something, or six and seven, or or, or I don't know. Yeah, five the odds seven, just maybe. keep going down. Like you say, you got plus five thousand. When I looked, like not long after you placed that, I think it was at like plus three thousand. So yeah, I think that like night it changed to plus three thousand. 
Yeah, like that yeah, night. Start a I, goal and it's boom. Going or that night or the next down. day because I posted it on the story when it was plus 5,000 and I said, watch yeah. out. I, I doubt anyone actually tailed, but like I every day, I think the guy did. just proves me like Cam did, but he got it a little bit lower, unfortunately. But uh, Better every day, the now, guy probably. just keeps, get, <laughs> it keeps getting like more and more like uh, more and more realistic. So what what did you hit him at? Sorry, Stu. I'm just looking on DraftKings to find 5, the odds. Five thousand plus five thousand plus five thousand for ten bucks. So I make like five hundred bucks. So right now he's the two, three, four, fifth favorite at plus fourteen hundred. Yeah. Wow. But also Dr- DraftKings is Fact. weird. Like we got Aaron Aaron Eckblad at plus fourteen hundred, and we still have Charlie McAvoy at plus twenty five hundred. Charlie McAvoy is going to play fifty games, and Aaron Eckblad's going to play thirty. Yeah, that's like not those guys happen. aren't winning Norris I, trophies. I don't get why they're there. DraftKings is they're all weird, dude. Remember when yeah. I said Keandre Miller was like the seventh favorite or something on Bet three six five plus two thousand? Like that would have been like just a brutal waste of money. And McAvoy yeah. already is. But uh, oh, speaking of injured guys, you guys hear? I think Marshawn's back tonight. Dude, it's yeah, it's is. ridiculous. It's ridiculous because Yo, I <laughs> go ahead. I was gonna say you should see um the LTA or the IR stash on one like this isn't the Bucks on Nux League, but in the money league tie and IRN with our few buddies from school. Or not a few, this fucking it's a 14 team league just like Nux. But um listen to this dude's IR stash. He probably has Marshawn off of IR now because he's back. Mm-hmm. But at one, or yeah, now he's still at his IR, but he'll take him off tonight before the game, I assume. So listen to this. One dude in our league dropped Ekblad, right? Because he got a bad move. He has an IR move. He should have kept Ekblad, but he dropped Ekblad. And then I put a waiver claim in, didn't get him. Bread, this guy, his team name is Breadfellas, grabbed him. And now his IR is looking like Brad Marchand, Gabriel Landeskog, Charlie McAvoy, and Aaron Ekblad. Just a disgusting IR stash. And when if by the end of the season, like he's gonna be and listen to his team beyond that. His team like isn't uh super great when you look at paper compared to like uh maybe some of the others, but he's he's been doing fine and it, and he's got Barkov, Larkin, Philip Forsberg, uh Valerian Chuskin, who is having a sick year so far. Dude, I am I sick. that was gonna be one of my topics that I save Nachushkin for later on because that's gonna be one of the topics <laughs> I bring up right before okay. we end our hockey talk. Oh yeah, awesome. Patty Kane, Blake Wheeler, Gustav Forsling, who's doing great uh, in Ekblad's uh, in Ekblad's fucking um, what's the word I'm looking for? Absence. Absence. Yes, exactly. Rasmus Anderson, Brent Burns, Victor Hedman, Barclay Goodrow, uh, David Krejci, Chandler Stevenson. So he's not like super deep right now, but he's got like decent star power so far. And uh, Nachushkin, who is uh, who's like a happy surprise. Um, and then his IR stash is just four fucking fantasy stars. That <laughs> like guy's finished be top loaded. three every year, I think, too. Like last year, he was second. Year before, he might have won it. I ne- I beat him by one category last year in the finals. Yeah, like one save or something, wasn't it? One shot. Like one, it was one tight. goal. It was one goal. He needed one like Pionk to score in the third period of like the Sens Winnipeg game or something. He didn't. I didn't think the Sens won, didn't they? Fucking stone cold fucking goal. Yeah, stone cold. Forsberg <laughs> fucked him up. Yeah. Brutal, but yeah, he oh, is a yeah. fucking disgusting team when it, when all those guys are healthy. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm going to bring this back to the Leafs quick, and then I'm going to throw a question over to Ty, because we're dealing with the same thing in Leafs Nation with Jake Muzzin. Like, uh, from all accounts, he's not going to play again this year. He may never play again. Like, he might just be on LTIR for the rest of his career, taking a lot of headshots. To go with the Leafs, I don't like how they've been playing, and I kind of have, like, a hot take on the Leafs where I think... 
like in terms of the Eastern Conference, like you think of the Leafs as probably a top three to four team. I don't think we're going to have home ice advantage in a playoff series this year whatsoever. Like I think, really? the Bru- I think the Bruins will finish ahead of us. To be honest, once they get Marshawn back, they've kind of been cooking. Once they get Marshawn back and McAvoy back, I think the Panthers will finish ahead of us. I think the Lightning will finish ahead of us. I think the Hurricane, uh, sorry, yeah, the Hurricanes in the, in terms of the Eastern Conference will finish ahead of us. The Penguins will probably finish ahead of us, and the Rangers will. That's what six teams, seven teams that I think I think will be the eighth best team in the Eastern Conference by the end of this season. I think we're closer to the eighth best team than we are to be a top four team. Like, I don't know what you guys think about that take, but like I just don't see it. I don't. I I like our roster. I like our skill. I think I, the least thing I'm worried about is Matthews and Marner. I think Marner's going to end up with 90 points. I think Matthews is going to end up with 45 plus goals. But I just don't like this Leafs team like I don't like what I'm watching well I would disagree just because um I agree with the point that I'm not worried about Matthews and Marner and and that first line uh production has been our biggest like downfall um to this point and it's obviously not going to stay that way and it's not like they're doing nothing out there like they're playing good hockey they're just getting snake bitten a little bit you saw fucking Matthews get absolutely robbed by Logan Thompson the other night but um, so that'll turn around eventually, and, and you know, at some point, he's gonna go on his like twenty-one goals and twenty games stretch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mid-season, and we'll be fucking buzzing then. So I think it's not an accurate assessment of who the Leafs are so far in the like throughout this first seven games here. So, and we're still we're still four and three at that on that token too. And I think um, Muzzin. Um, although I love the guy in his past years, might have been a good riddance, assuming we added defenseman because he looked like shit to start the year. And well, he's just uh, big, Shikrin, he's slow. Yeah, and then Shikrin's on the on the block. There, the, the, those talks are heating up. Um, I don't know if he's the perfect fit or not for the Leafs, but I like I love Shikrin. Um, that would be that would be a great add and like take some pressure off Riley for like the power play and puck moving responsibilities and take and also shed some time off him because like uh Shikrin's like when he's at his best he's like right there on the same level um but apparently Chikrin's dealing with a wrist injury that hasn't got any better and they're debating on like surgery or something yeah they said he's a few weeks away I don't know I didn't hear about surgery that'd be aggressive but like uh but like I don't know I think we got time to make the move I don't think uh Arizona's like trying to force him out of town like this second no, but nobody think, is. Nobody, right? Nobody in the league's giving away a top six defenseman five games into the season. We're gonna have to wait till right. Mid-season well, I think later. I think he goes like significantly before the deadline, though. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes before, um, maybe in the next month or at least before the new year. And I've got him in one of my leagues too. So I there's and all even in fantasy football, I've got a guy on like uh, on in each sport that. Um, could help my fantasy team if you went to a new team. Oh, so, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping Chicken gets moved. It'd be sick to see him in the Leafs uniform. That would definitely help on the back end. And I like how Samsonov's playing so far. Oh, dude, uh, I like. I love how Samsonov's playing. I just don't like how the. I don't like how the forward group looks. Like I know Callie Yarncroft was probably our biggest addition of the off season. If you really think about it, like I get Samsonov and Murray, I like- whatever. I don't mind him either, but he's not like. I don't know how to describe it. It's not what maybe I like a little bit more old school. You know who I think we should have kept? 
of all of this and it sounds so stupid and people are going to be like, that's not, that's just dumb. But it's kind of who we need is like Ilya Labushkin. I said it last yeah, I year. Did, I, I, I said it on this pod as the season ended. I said, if we don't sign Labushkin, that is a massive, massive miss. You just yeah. need a, a, guy, a steady defensive guy who lays the body, who pushes guys out of the front of that, whatever, on and on and on. Like you just, I just don't like the way the Leafs are playing. I like Samsonov. The thing that I think about the Leafs too, though, is we're one. Imagine Samsonov next game pulls his groin. We may not win a game for ten games until yeah. one of our goalies get back because Shogren's not it. Like he's not a real backup in the NHL. Yeah, but that could happen to anyone. You know what I'm saying? I'm just assuming like Samsonov stays healthy, but I don't know. It happened to us last year, right? We had to play Shogren like for a few games and stuff, but we still made it. We still we still had home ice in round one. But I think true. I think yeah. I just think we'll be fine. But what do you think? Do you think so? This is a question for both of you, and then I'm going to reel my other question to Ty. Do you think, like my my hot take of, I think the Leafs are probably if you're looking at the Eastern Conference, they're probably closer to the eighth to tenth best team than they are a top four team. Agree or disagree? Yeah, agreed. I agree. (laughs) I think the Sens might even give them a run for their money in the standings this year. The Sens might even be ahead of them. No, 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 no. You want hot takes? All right, I'll say I don't. I don't think. Um, I think Boston is playing better than they actually are so far. Yep. Uh, I think Carolina uh, likely finishes ahead of us, and, and the Rangers, both those metropolitan teams. Tampa, I honestly don't think finishes as high as the Leafs. Um, and then New Jersey, Washington, Philly's off to a hot start. Ottawa, Buffalo, not none of those. May Ottawa has the best chance, I'd say, out of those teams, but I don't think any of them finish higher than the Leafs and Florida, Florida might maybe, and then Pittsburgh, um, an even bigger, maybe. But other than that, I think, I think we're a top five team in the East. That's okay. So yeah, then you, I, I, I guess you think you're closer to top four. I just think I always thought of this Leafs team as a top team, like in the league, let alone, we're just talking, I'm only talking about the Eastern conference. Like I always thought of this Leafs team as a top five team in the league. And like I think that they're maybe the f- fifth to seventh best in the Eastern Conference alone. Like I'd rather have the Rangers team. I'd rather have the Penguins roster. I'd rather have the Panthers roster. I'd rather probably have the Lightning's roster. I'd probably rather be the Hurricanes. Like there's four teams or five teams right there that I'd rather have than the Leafs. That when I've watched them, I thought, man, this. Like I watched the the Rangers versus the Lightning the one game, and it was like. This is so much better hockey than I'm used to watching <laughs> than watching like the Leafs versus Winnipeg. Like it was so, like I I don't I don't know how to describe it. Maybe it's just two different styles of play, and I like a more rough and tumble style. But like I don't know. I just don't. I feel like the Leafs have gotten even smaller, even less physical. Even I don't know how to describe it. I just haven't liked the way they've looked. And don't don't get it's seven games in or six games in. I don't want to overreact here, but I do not like the way they look. Mark this on the calendar, quote it, timestamp it, do whatever you need to do. I just don't like the way they look right now. And it's, it's kind of scared me in terms of another first round fucking upset where I'm sitting in my apartment throwing shit. Well, I'm not saying that's not going to happen. I don't know. I just think that we'll finish. <laughs> I think we finished top five in the okay. East. So here's my question to Ty. So Muzzin always has this lingering injury for the last three years. Matthews even has had a lingering wrist injury for like two years, three years. Every year it seems to flare up on him. Guys always have this. Josh Norris has now had 
two injuries to that same shoulder. And from a guy who's had two surgeries on the same shoulder, two different surgeries, two different injuries, basically, I never have had the confidence in this shoulder again that I ever would, let alone if I was a professional athlete having to take face-offs and whatever else. Are you a little bit worried about Josh Norris's future considering he just signed that big deal this offseason? Um, I'm not too worried about it. Like I'm worried about uh, not having him in the lineup, but if this happened last year, I'd be a hell of a lot more worried because uh, we didn't have the depth we have this year. Like now you got Norris go, he goes down, you could put uh, Drew on center and then put uh, Pinto up there on the wing or bring in, uh, you know, even if Drew goes down, you can bring in uh, some of our other guys we have like, uh, I don't know, you can move Kastelik up, you could bring in Gambrell. If it worse comes worse, you can even bring up Ridley Gregg. I don't know if he's NHL ready yet, but you, you got that. No. So in that department, a lot more, uh, well, that, I'm going like down, like fourth guy down the road. Yeah, like, no, 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 yeah, yeah. If, you know, four guys go down, we still got that depth, which we didn't have last year or the year before that or for the last five years. So in that sense, I'm not as worried as I would have been in a previous season if this happened. But as for like his health and that, of course, it's concerning. But uh, I saw Pinto kind of had a very similar injury last year and he was out all season. He got a surgery on his shoulder and he came back. He's got five goals in five games. He looks perfectly fine out there. He's laying the body out. He looks, you know, like it hasn't slowed him down at all. He actually looks better than he did before uh, he went for that surgery because I think when you have a reoccurring injury like that, you might play a little more uh, on the safe side, laying the body out and shit like that. I think uh, it'd be best for Norris to go for that surgery and, uh, you know, prevent uh, an even worse thing happening where, he doesn't go for the surgery, waits, comes back and re-injures it again. And then he's got a permanent problem, you know, like, so there's definitely concern there, but I think, uh, I think it'll all be good, you know, bring him back well, playoff time. It'll be like Kucherov will be fucking flying out there like Tampa did a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> well, that's what I'm asking though. So he only played 66 games last year because he, he, he hurt that same shoulder. It's the same shoulder, different injury, second surgery on this shoulder. Like, is did that he go for like, surgery he just saw- last time? That's what they said. They said it's the he yeah. injured his shoulder last year, but it's the it's the same shoulder, different injury. They're deciding whether he's going to go for surgery again or not. I'm pretty sure that was the quote that DJ Smith said. You you'll have to you'll have to check it, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said. And it's like yeah. for me, if I was just if I was like the, like with Matthews, even like the fact that his wrist flares up every year, it's like what what's going on with that wrist? Why does that <laughs> wrist flare up every single year around game fifty five sixty? Like whatever else, right? Yeah. So then even if he comes back, he's only going to be what, 75, 80% guy, which for Matthews, that's okay. I'm not trying to chirp you, but for Norris, if Norris at 80%, is he a, like, I feel like that would scare me. Like if, if considering he just signed a massive contract. I'm not super scared about it. Like I, I I'm hoping for the best. I think he comes back and, and you know, he's going to be out for a while, but when he comes back, I think he'll, he'll make the right choice of go for the, you know, go for that surgery that he needs or whatever treatment he needs. And, and you just got to hope for the best in that situation. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I see what you're saying. He signed an eight-year contract, so it would yeah. suck if he just all of a sudden was injured for the rest of his career. But he's still young. Like, he's going to be able to heal. He's only, like, 22 years old or something, yep. right? Like, goes for the right surgery, gets the right doctor. I think he'll be perfectly fine. And I think he comes back uh, stronger than ever like Pinto did. Pinto had, like, a very similar injury where he just tweaked it taking a face off. And it was like... Yeah, your shoulder shouldn't be popping out on situations like that. Like no, that's obviously 100%. an issue. You got to get some screws pinned in there, or something to hold that thing in place. So I think uh, Norris is uh, 
has got to do the same thing. He was absolutely pissed when he got injured too. Right away, he knew he was going to be out for a while. He went down the tunnel through a stick, and it was like, that looks like a guy that knows he just re-aggravated a, a reoccurring injury. And it sucks for him because I know he wants to be part of this team, and he, he wants to be out there scoring goals. And he will when he comes back. I just uh, I wonder when that'll be. Maybe playoff time, like I was saying, like Tampa had Kucherov uh, come back there the one year. He was on IR all year, and he came back, and he was just buzzing out there in the playoffs. Hope that's the case for the Sands if they get into that playoff spot, but uh, time will tell. Uh, this team, though, even without Norris, still looks great, which if we lost Norris last year, this team wouldn't have looked so good. So I love yeah. uh, I love how the Sands have started this season and how they have the depth now to fill in those those spots when somebody goes down. It's great. What what an opportunity for Pinto too, buddy! Like you said, Huge. Pinto. I think last week or the week before for uh, the as a, a sleeper. sleeper for yeah for the Calder, and I was like, this guy's a fucking such a fucking biased fuck. And now he's I got texts that. about that. <laughs> I got texts saying, yeah, right, fucking Shane Pinto, Shane, yeah. Pin- and now all of a sudden people are like, man, Shane Pinto looks fucking good. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. right? He like, might be one of I the think favorites. He's second line. I think he's your second yeah. line center now with Norris gone. So and he said yep. it's a big opportunity for him and he gets power play time. It's, it seems like most of his goals are power play goals or am I wrong so far? Uh, he has a couple of power play goals for sure. I don't know if the majority of them are or not, but he definitely has a few. Like he looks great on that power play, yeah. Yeah. And uh just a question for you, Ty. Tim Stutzel, six points in six games. Are you ready to just say fuck you to both of us or, or what? This guy's <laughs> fucking on, on pace for on pace for eighty-two fucking points. He's got one goal, Honestly, five apples, so whatever. I don't know what line he's playing on. Did they put that Giroud to break it Stutzel line back together? Is it still Kachuk? Was it Kachuk, Norris, and Batherson? Like, I don't know what's going on in Ottawa. Tell us how Ottawa is. Yeah, he, we told you how we like Toronto. How do you like yeah. Ottawa? I mean, after the five years of the sense being shit, it's like the best <laughs> thing ever. Like, this is like Christmas this year, man. I fucking love it. I don't, I don't care what happens uh, as long as we keep winning these games and uh, and playing how they're playing. Um the Sens look great. We like who did we play there last game? Uh, fuck, I can't even remember who we were playing at the moment. But uh, we had Helberg in that. He was like our third string goalie out there, and he's out yeah. there standing on his head. Oh, it was Dallas. We were against Dallas, one of the top teams in the league right now. And uh, every game the Sens are playing, they're scoring like four plus goals. You know, they went against Boston, they scored like six. That's one of the top teams in the league. They go against Dallas, I think they scored four, and uh, they're just out there blowing teams out. And it's like shit I haven't seen in Ottawa for for years now. So I'm by. Uh, all smiles over here, buddy. All smiles. <laughs> so one thing I will say, because I did look this up before the pod, when they played Dallas, backup goalie. When they when they played Boston, backup goalie. And so backup goalie in for Boston, backup goalie in for Dallas. I don't think people are taking the Sens seriously. Um, I'm also not. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But I do think that there's a lot to look forward to, right? Like I think that... There's there's a lot to look forward to. There, like Kachuk has ten points in six games. Brady Kachuk is one of the is going to solidify himself. Take? Oh, dude, my hot take hot is that take? he's going to solidify solidify himself as a top fifteen player in this league this year. Like I think Brady Kachuk. I said this about the Kachuk brothers. They they bring something to the table that nobody else does. And I think Brady Kachuk, if he goes off for fucking ninety or hundred points, I think he's a top fifteen player in this league. And I feel like your take is even hotter. Well, my hot take was going to be. Kachuk gets 50 this year. No I, shot. No, dude, no. You I guys are fried. He he's even, on pace. PK's saying he's 90 100 is fucking a fried day. I don't think. I think he gets 50 think. goals. No way, dude. What's he at know. right now? What if, what if it happens, buddy? It'll be like Timmy Stutz. would be like, oh, I hate to, hate to 
say I told you so, but right, uh, six games in. Let's he's at, chill, let's he's chill. at five five goals, five assists, ten points in six games. Yeah. Fuck. So I'm saying, like he's and, and that power play, like you can't you can't deny if you put like Giroux at this current state, I don't know about in fucking a year and a half or two years. If you put Giroux to Brinkett, Brady Kachuk, Thomas Shabbat, and I don't know who else is on that first power play, Stutzel or Pinto or who like I'm not sure who it is. Brinkett. You put anybody you put no, I, I said to bring it. So if it's like to bring it, Giroux, uh, Kachuk, Shabbat, and then one other guy, like Stutzel or something. Nah, I don't know who's on that. Yeah, yeah like whoever's on that. That's a very good power play on any team in the league. Like there's a lot of guys. Brady Kachuk can bang in fucking 30 goals <laughs> just standing in front, right? And I think yeah, he's better than that. But that doesn't make him a 15, top 15 player if he's, if, if that's, if that's his fucking. And then he does everything. The entirety of fantasy his player, hundred percent top fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah, he, that, yeah, that can no, happen for sure. I'm saying in uh, general, like top fifteen. Like if he if he goes if, off for ninety five points, if he goes off for ninety five points this year, which I think he I think he's going to end up getting over a point per game. I think he's going to end up having like ninety to ninety five points. If he does that, you can't deny that he brings a different aspect to the like a different thing to the game than almost any other player in the league does. He'll hit. He'll fight. He'll score. Yeah. He'll yeah. pass. He can play on the power play. I don't know if he plays in the penalty kill. He seems like a guy who'd lay out in front of a shot and block it with his face. But like he just, he, I don't know. Matthew Kachuk last year, like people hate on Matthew Kachuk. He had 100 points. He was probably a top 15 player in the league last year. Brady, yes, if he, but, if he yep. scores the same amount of points, like uh, if he scores 90, 90 to 100 points, anywhere in that range, I think he's a top 15 player. I think Brady Kachuk is a super valuable player, but I think what separates his brother from him though is Matthew has far more finesse. Yep. And I agree with that. You know what I mean? Like a Brady, if you put Brady on a line with Scrubs and Matthew on a line with Scrubs, Matthew's going to outplay Brady every every year. I keep noticing Brady's finesse keeps getting better and better, man. I see him on breakaways, sniping no. pox and dangling. Like he's, I don't he's getting disagree better with every that. game. I don't disagree with that. I think if you were to put it, yeah, like you're you're talking about someone who can drive the line, like drive a line, right? Like you put them on with to yeah like he's out there buzzing guys. can do yes. you know yeah, what i'm saying like throw like fucking tight sauce and fucking and then and then and score his own goals like uh obviously brady kind of makes up for it with his size and power going to the net but it's not like it's not like a guy who's gonna be like out skating a dude and then making a move and fucking you know what i'm saying like well so here's a question i'll ask will, will anybody who's listening to this pod will get this rick nash when Rick Nash was in his prime, yeah. I understand he was on Columbus. Well, he was probably a top top fifteen player in the league. I'd say, like any, like if you were to have a fantasy draft in the NHL when he was playing in his prime, he was probably a top fifteen player. I think Brady Kachuk could be that, but with that physical element. Like Rick Nash wasn't that physical. He was just this big body, power, drive to the net, score goals, whatever. I think Brady Kachuk could be that. Honestly, I and I obviously I keep arguing for Senators here. I argued against you, Barzell for Stutzel. Which is so yeah. fucking funny. Listen back to it because like <laughs> I don't even fucking like Stutzel. I don't like the Senators, but I'm arguing for him. I just think I just think Brady Kachuk is like a better version of Rick Nash, and Rick Nash in his prime was probably a top fifteen player in the NHL. So I feel like Brady has to be there if he if yeah, he does yeah. what I'm what I'm saying. I, I don't Fair. I don't know. No, I I, like it could happen, but it's just hard to imagine at this point because he's never scored a point per game, and it's like hard to yep. imagine like a jump from here to here. And, and and then when it happens this year, it's almost like he's benefited from being on a power player on a line with 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 a guy like with all their new additions. Realistically, yep. you know what I mean. So I, I I don't know. Like I think he's like the perfect guy on any team to slot in with like a couple stars. 
or slot in on a power play because he can get hungry and stuff. You know what I mean? And he's got like, it's not like he's unskilled. He's definitely a skilled guy. It's just like when I think of like a, a top 15 player in the league, I'm already thinking about like the the McDavid's, the 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 Matthews, the McKinnons, the, the Panarin's, Canes. the Panarin's, like, the Canes, guys, yeah, the yeah. Huberdos. You know what I mean? No, like the guys I, I that are. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I completely. Yeah, so. It's, just, it's a weird guy. It's a weird. Sorry, Ty. It's just a weird thing yeah. of being like this guy could fucking do it all. Like it's just a, it's like one of those anomalies where like if you're making a fantasy team and like all of a sudden you're at the 12th pick, you're like looking around the fucking league and you're like. Man, Brady yeah, Kachuk exactly. is still sitting there. He's young. He hits guys. Like, I don't know who I'd take at 12 to 15, 12, 13, 14, 15. I don't know who I'd take if I was recreating the league over a guy like Brady Kachuk. That may be my personal preference. And if you put a list in front of me, maybe I'd find a couple other guys. But I think he would go in that top 20. Like, I don't know no how doubt. to describe He's just, he he's might just have, a didn't different he? guy. I think he did in uh, our league. Yeah, he did top 20. I think I got him like. 13th or something like that though yeah. this year yeah but uh you you brought up patty kane there uh dk i've heard some rumors about uh him going places like when uh i, I don't think this is ever going to happen this is just something i saw on twitter and sense fans getting a little uh hopeful they were talking about him coming in because uh norris went down i don't think it's ever going to happen but just imagine that the debrinket kane reunion that'd be kind of filthy you know it, it it's a nice be. thought i i don't I think have... I have Kane in another league and I'd like to get your guys' take on this. So you take away like that, like who did they, who did Chicago trade away? Like Hagel and DeBrinket and maybe even somebody else too that could Doc. play on the first line. Doc, you're sorry. Doc, yes. Yeah. That's the other guy I was thinking of. Doc, you trade away all these guys and all of a sudden Patty Kane is like kind of struggling. He had no, no points even in the first four games, even though he's playing like 20 plus minutes, he's had uh, four points in his last two games, but it's like, it's one of those things where, like, I think when Patty Kane gets traded, like, he may have, like, say it's 40 games in, he may have 35 points. Then all of a sudden, in the last 32 games, this guy's going to go off for another 40 fucking five points with whoever he gets traded to. Because I think, I think it, when he gets traded, it's going to be to a team that's contending for a playoff spot, and he, they're going to slot him in on that second line or first line, and he's going to have players to play with. Right now, he's on an island. Like, he's in a tough spot, yeah. like, not being able to put up any points. But when he gets traded, like, imagine if, uh, like, let's just say Edmonton has a massive injury. Like, it's dry cycle. And they're like, he's not going to be back for till the playoffs. Like, you don't think they're going to take a shot on Patty Kane, put him on McDavid's wing? Oh, they would for sure. <laughs> imagine imagine, imagine they playing with McDavid. Yeah. Holy fuck. Is Kane, <laughs> is Kane in a contract year right now? Yeah, so this is his last year of the deal, and Chicago's okay. already come out and basically said they'll retain 50%. So he's at 10 and a half. So Chicago will retain like 5.25 mil, right? So yeah. like it has to be like a big content, because he's already said he only wants to go to a contending team, really, if they're yeah, going to trade him. So it has that. to be this big contending team with a massive injury. Like even imagine like the Leafs, like imagine like Marner goes down, and they're like, he's not going to be back till playoffs. And all of a sudden, I don't think they have the pieces to do it, but they're like, hey, we're going to get Kane and now all of a sudden he's playing with like fucking Matthews and Nylander or something for the regular. Yeah. Like he's going to get 50 points in 30 games. Like it's, it's going to be unbelievable. That might happen. There was like talks of like the, the Dubis being interested in, in a Patty Kane in the off season. Yeah. So we'll see. Eh? Anyways, yep. yo, there's fucking 45 minutes of hockey here. Let's, uh, yeah. Did her. you have, uh, we, we had oh, two I, more things there in hockey, like the Nichushkin thing DK wanted to, to bring up, unless you want to save that for when we get into fantasy stuff. I, and then uh, yeah, uh, we Stewie J usually have uh, 
Okay. I'm going to skip picks. I'm going to skip it on the pod. I'm going to still have the the graphic yet. I'm going to make the picks. It's just it's hard uh, this week to do the picks a uh, couple days early. So uh, wow. I will have the picks right off the bat, though. I'm thinking I, I like uh, Buffalo over Chicago. So that'll definitely be on that graphic. So that's what I'll say uh, for Stewie J Saturdays uh, just on the pod. The graphic All will right, be at all the parlay to go with. And yo, speaking of picks, I don't know if UFC is next on on the fucking yeah. rundown here, yeah, Ty. But uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely mention that because uh, the all the picks, all like our whole like package, our whole pick package we had uh, last weekend was prof. Uh, actually, I wasn't profitable technically if you put one unit on the parlay and then the same unit on all of my singles because all my singles lost. Minnesota lost in overtime, unfortunately. And then what else? Who else? Oh. Ca- Calgary had like a two goal lead lost and then um, something else fucking happened. But uh, the parlay hit. So I know I know one of my buddies only hit the only took the parlay of mine. So technically, if you only took my main fucking thing there, uh, it hit because the parlay cashed. Um, DK went pretty crazy on. Uh, I think you only lost one right on your, of your picks. Yeah, no. Yes. But if we're going to get into UFC, I just want to say this. I was texting Ty during the UFC. And I said, when me and him get on the same page, it's fucking lights out. Like, it's lights yeah. out. When me and him are on the yeah. same page, you just know that fucking bet's going to hit. And it did. Like, we on we ripped the UFC. Yes, I did I, I did good in football. I'll get to that once I give out my football picks. Because, I mean, like, we're always yeah. fucking hot in football and shit. But, dude, the, the <laughs> UFC picks that Ty's given out, and, like, I'm not saying me as well, but the picks that I fucking come in behind him with are usually pretty fucking good. We're, we are lights yeah. out in UFC. Yeah, you guys yeah, went no, four like Ty. You went four and zero oh on on like in two of them were underdogs. You went four and zero oh on the on the singles or or yeah four, four and zero oh on the one. straight bets. Four no, no, one, you went four. I and, lost four. The yeah, you did. But I'm I had saying, to by submission. Yeah, I'm saying you went four and zero oh, though on the straight bets until until like those big three fights, which um, yeah, I was fine losing because there was I was like such an entertaining card regardless, and like it would have. It would have sucked more if, although I think we all agree that Yan might maybe should have got that decision against yep. uh, against uh, O'Malley. It would have sucked even so. harder if Yan had won that fight and then O'Malley and then or, or, yeah, or sorry, and then Oliveira. I would have yeah, cried. And then o- <laughs> Oliveira lost to Makachev, right? But but yeah. um, even though if you put the same unit, like I said, it's same thing. Like how mine was negative technically if you put the same unit on all my picks, but if you put the same unit. Uh, which I did on all your picks, you were heavily profitable, and I was double profitable because I yeah. combined um, the Nurmagomedov pick and the Baralo pick. I parlayed those two, and so nice. I got those at plus money, and then I got your two underdogs at straights. Bilal, yeah, Bilal Muhammad and Darius both underdogs. Like that's crazy, dude. They went out there and smoked their opponents. Like why the fuck yeah. they got those guys at plus money? That's that's free yeah, money. Yeah, and right see, there. those like, are two names that I have no idea who the fuck they are, and I wouldn't have known to even think about that if fucking if that wasn't for you, Ty. So that's what I'm saying. Like he's a oh. wizard guy. You got to fucking there. You go. Even when. <laughs> Fuck, you had a couple like tough weeks, but you're right back on track now. Well, and now we got like fucking yeah. nine cards in a row where we where you're just mad profitable like last time. There was no yeah. UFC capper that was good in those fucking two random ass fucking Joe Blows fighting Joe Blows cards. No, yeah. There no. was no good capper yeah. out there. But yeah, no, I was the same way, Stu. I fucking, me and Ty agreed on the Nurmagomedov. You got to bet on a Nurmagomedov when he fucking, that's his last name. You have yeah. to. I put my Armin Petrosian pick 
with his Baralo pick. So I had those that three-leg parlay that was like plus 300 almost. And fucking really? it, it nailed. It wasn't even close. Like it hammered. It was Massive. awesome. It was great. It was great to see. Yeah, I think on that whole card too, because I always put out like my uh, just full card kind of money line picks. I was nine and three on that. So the the uh, yeah. overall card was like, you know, we we made money left, right, and center on that UFC card. So that was awesome. But oh, yeah. I, uh, you you brought up Yan there that uh, that fight against Sean O'Malley, which I thought Yan. I mean, it was a close fight, but I thought Yan kind of got robbed of the the win there because uh, Yan had over a, a whole round of ground control time plus some. And then if you look at significant strikes, it was or significant strikes O'Malley had the edge, but overall strikes, it was pretty damn close. So honestly, I don't know. What are, what are your guys' thoughts on that? And I thought Yan got robbed, but what did you guys think? Yeah, Yan got shafted both times by the inconsistency in his last two fights because last, last fight when he fought Sterling, he outstruck Sterling big time, and then Sterling yeah. had way more control time, though. It was the opposite. So, and then so so Sterling... Sterling won that, <laughs> won that fight because of the uh, control time, the takedowns, whatever. This time, uh, I don't even know. I don't think O'Malley even attempted to take down the entire fight. But, he uh, got one at the, like, first, the end of first, the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, first but, round. So, no ground control time, though. He went takedown that no, 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 round yeah. ended. Yep. Ian had between five and ten takedowns and, and a shit ton of control time. And I yeah. think more total strikes, but less significant. But then, so then True. I went yep. in there thinking... Uh, um, if if the UFC was consistent, this would mean that Yan wins this fight because the reason Yan exactly. lost the last fight was because of this. Exactly. But then, but then no. there was something. To, there was something telling me that uh, O'Malley, like lately, they've been uh, heavily valuing like the significant strikes. I didn't watch the, the Dern fight. I didn't watch the Dern fight, but I saw the Dern the Dern stats. So I was looking yeah. um, because I had the bets down right. I had your I had your parlay placed, and I was looking, and I said. It looks like Dern should win this fight based on the the numbers here. Yeah. Um, but then she ended up losing the fight, and and I don't know if it was like controversial or not because I didn't watch it. But you said like uh, just less uh, significant strikes, really. And then so then yeah. I saw that, and then I think maybe last card something similar happened, and I was like, UFC lately has just been like valuing um, the big the big moments, the big shots, the damage um, very yeah, heavily. Honestly. Those judges, yeah. So I don't. So, so I was like, oh, it might be O'Malley, dude. And then it, it was, it was a close fight. Like whether you think Yan got robbed regardless, like O'Malley had a sick fight too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so 100%. this is, I love that guy. I'm going to go, I'm going to go against both of you here. Cause you guys both know, I love Sean O'Malley. I know Ty's not the biggest O'Malley fan. Cause he is a Conor I McGregor knockoff, but he I is a Conor like McGregor knockoff. Not- <laughs> like you can't. A little bit. Yes, O'Malley is a little. So. Yeah, he does his. He, I mean, he, he's not as he's, loud as McGregor. Like, he's like a, just like he's kind of Walmart just a McGregor. We're like he's, <laughs> he's a mixture of like McGregor and Diaz. Like he always talks about the weed and he always chirps and he never respects yeah. the opponent before the fight, but he loves him after. Like it's he yeah. does the McGregor thing. But either way, okay. So I thought the Sterling versus Yawn fight was closer. Than the O'Malley versus Yawn fight. Did I, if if I was a judge, um, would I have given that fight to Yawn? Maybe, but I think I would have been a fucking draw guy. Like I would have been a draw to force the UFC to make it happen again. So I I said this to Ty. Ty knows my argument point already, so he's probably gonna fucking come back with some stats and already have it. I just think O'Malley did so much more damage 
than Yon did. Like, if Yon got on top of O'Malley and was beating the shit out of him, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand it's ground control time, but if you're in half guard and just laying there and just kind of throwing some elbows, like, here and there that aren't really landing to, like, the side of the head or the top of the head, like, I don't think that should be, like, I don't think that, like, if you if you take the fight to the ground, you should know that you're going to control it. You should get into full mount, or you should take the back, or you should be searching for submissions. But, like, Yon didn't even, Yon didn't search for one submission. There were zero submission attempts in the fight, and he didn't really ground and pound O'Malley to, like, a certain extent where I thought, like, holy fuck, he's beating him up. But then on the feet, I thought O'Malley, it was like, oh, man, O'Malley's kind of piecing him up. Yeah, Yon's countering pretty good, but like O'Malley's doing the more damage. And then in the third round, you saw him cut him open. Um, I thought, I, I, don't th- I don't think you could sit here and say that Yon got robbed. Like I saw like Cejudo tweet that out and whatever else. I don't think he got robbed. And if you're going to bring up the Sterling fight, kind of fair, but like the significant strikes in that Sterling to Peter Yon fight were Sterling had 62 and Yon had 63. And Sterling got two takedowns in the fucking O'Malley versus Yawn fight. If we're going to talk damage is big. O'Malley had 84 significant strikes to, to Yawn's 58. Like, I just, I don't think Yawn did anything with the takedowns in the UFC today. It's about entertainment. It's about finishing. It's about this. If you're going to take a guy down, you better be trying to finish. Even if that just means submission. I think if Yawn attempted three submissions, like grabbed an arm, tried to do an arm bar, did a choke, tried to do a choke. He wins that fight. But because he just took him down and laid on him, kind of, it, I just don't, I don't know how to describe. I, I always think the damage does more than the control time. I thought O'Malley ate some big shots in the ground and pound, man. I, I, Yan was feeding him some shots on the ground and pound. And then if you look at just total strikes, Yan had 97, O'Malley had 91. Yep. Like you did say, uh, O'Malley did have the more, more significant strikes, yep. but I thought every time that either O'Malley or Yan landed a big, heavy shot, there was one coming right the other way. Like I thought it was no, super no, even no. in that department. I agree. That's why when I saw the stats that said six takedowns and over a round of ground control time, that's got to be the difference maker because everywhere else, I thought it was a pretty close fight besides maybe that third round when he cut him open. Because I think if it went to a, a fourth or fifth round, if that was a thing for this fight, the doctors might have had to step in and been like, that cut on Yan's eyes too bad. You can't continue. So that might've been the difference maker in the judge's perspective that went with O'Malley. Yeah. But I, I thought super close fight. The only difference maker here is those takedowns, that ground and pound, and that ground control tie. But that's all I'm that, saying, though. Just the way you said, just think that. Just the way you said, you're like super close fight, this and that. But then both of you were like, "Yo, Yon got robbed." It's a super close fight. He didn't get robbed. Like if he uh, he could have he could have taken it to the ground and done more to win well, that fight. Like it's he didn't twice get robbed. Now, so like, I just I, mean I like know. this guy two I, times in a row, I think the UFC's out to get him and he's talking about leaving <laughs> UFC now because of that shit. Like, he exactly, go, he our, favorite, our favorite our favorite promotion, yeah. Bellator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have one he, champion or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. it's called, one championship. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> PFL. I don't think he got robbed. I, I was just saying he kind of got shafted by the inconsistency. I agree yep. that it was a super yeah. close fight, but I'm just saying the inconsistency. Yeah, I shouldn't call it a robbery, is- but uh, I'm pissed because I had money on him. <laughs> there was two things that swayed that fight, though. It, it, if Yan doesn't start leaking, I don't know if he loses that fight. Fair. Yeah. And then in, I think it was round two when O'Malley almost dropped Yan, and then like 30 seconds later, it was all Yan, and then that was that for the rest yep. of the round. Like yep. it, if Because if... If O'Malley doesn't almost drop Yan early in that round two, I think that's probably a 10-8 round for Yan, and he wins that entire fight because yep. that he dominated the rest of that round. So 
Um, I think O'Malley uh, landing those a few significant strikes and almost almost like he wobbled them, right? Yep. Had him running around the ring for like 10 seconds. Like I think that kind of saved him in that round and then allowed him to have a chance at the win in, in round three. And this, this they fight- They have to run it back. Dude, I said yeah. that to Ty too. I said, they have to run this back. I understand they, like Dana said before the card started, like, hey, whoever wins this is getting a title shot. I don't think you should. I think you should run it back, go Yan versus O'Malley. You hope that Yan wins, and then you could do a round three. Like, I would watch these guys fight three times. I would. Yeah. Because I feel like give, by the um, third... Go ahead. I was going to say, give Cheeto the title shot, and then run O'Malley versus Yan back, and then get the, whoever wins between Yan O'Malley rematch, put them against whoever wins Cheeto title shot. Uh, God, you that's, boys that's don't like Sterling, do eh? I think Sterling fucking had a... I think Sterling had a very impressive... What do you mean I like Sterling? Life. I fucking hate Sterling. Like, I, I think Cheeto versus Sterling, Sterling should be the, the fight to make now. Cheeto yeah, versus but I Sterling. Yeah, but I think if, if O'Malley just beat the number one contender, then he should get that Ster- then then he should get the champion at the time because I think Sterling— I think Sterling, need to run it back he, first. Yep, me too. Me I, too. Yeah, too no, I agree. I and agree, Cheeto deserves that title shot, I think, before O'Malley does. Cheeto, be? Cheeto beat O'Malley. Oh yeah, yeah that's Cheeto also beat San, a, uh, who did he beat? Not San Diego. He beat. He's beating a bunch of guys on a tear right no, now. Cheeto is. Uh, oh, Cheeto it was is a good. Cruz. It was Dominic. It's going to be Yan next, isn't it? It's going to be Yan next for Cheeto. If no, it's not a match, it's not a rematch. No, it'll be a title shot. I think Cheeto gets a shot at the title. And I think they run back this O'Malley versus Yan because, like I said, there's not many fights in the UFC that happen where fans are like, "I want to see that again." And then if if they should have done, they'd be like, "I want to see that again." Something they do in uh, bare knuckle boxing that I love. They only do this on title shots, so it wouldn't even apply if if uh, to this fight. But they go into overtime. They have another round, so it's like a split decision. They can't decide like that. They got a draw kind of thing. They're going to overtime, and these guys will fight another round. Imagine Yan and O'Malley went into OT there. That would have been fucking sick. <laughs> that's joke. UFC needs that's, to bring that's that. That's so in. aggressive, especially for bare knuckle boxing. Like, Ty, you just, you, I fuck. love that. You just said it though. Like, imagine that fight was a draw. And all of a sudden, the doctor comes in. And is like Yan can't go anymore. The fucking blood's yeah. in his eyes. O'Malley wins. I just, I that's why I, I that might have been the I'll difference. Say, I think it was damn close. I think it could have went either way. I'm not going to argue that. Uh, hey, O'Malley won. The only thing I'm going to say is that like you guys both sat there and called it a robbery. It wasn't a robbery. Like it was I already damn said I didn't. fucking no, no, no. I that's the only reason why I argued the other way. Like I, uh, I get you walked it back, but it's one of those things where it's like. You, it was not a robbery. It was a damn close fight, and it was good. It was a it win-win was. for both of them. It was a win-win for both of them. Jan showed that he could fucking stand on the feet and not get knocked out against a like elite striker, and O'Malley finally got to show that he was an elite striker. Like It was a win-win yeah. for both of them. I feel like both their stocks rise. Like I would want to watch any yeah. Peter Jan fight, and I'd want to watch any Sean O'Malley fight for the rest of yeah. their career. Like You know what I'm saying? I just think it was a win-win. Oh, 100%. I'll say, yeah, I'll both say those guys either- are so entertaining. Yeah, I, I'll say that if O'Malley fought Sterling though, in that same day, uh, Sterling would have walked O'Malley. Yeah. I agree. I agree well, with yeah, that. 100%. I fucking hate Sterling for that exact reason. He's like an old school throwback fighter that's just gonna take you down and beat the shit out of you. And so maybe we can get onto this yeah. Dillashaw Sterling fight as as the second thing. I just hated that Dillashaw was hurt. Like I, that's the two surgeries that, that I've had gross. on my shoulder because it gross. was dislocated, dude. I was getting PTSD. Ugh shakes and shivers like like i said i have i have the scar on my shoulder i don't know if you guys could see it on the camera here i have the scar on my shoulder it starts at the top of my shoulder goes down to my fucking uh armpit because it, it dislocated all the time as soon as i saw dillashaw 
grimace and gra- like grab at his shoulder. I was like, oh my God, his shoulder's out. Look at it. And I was like, I wanted to puke. Oh yeah. But you see some point, loose skin. It yeah, crazy, dude. dude. It was, <laughs> and, and just the way he was standing there and like, you know, when a guy's shoulder's out, <laughs> if he's standing there and his hand is just sticking dangling. out further than his shoulder, so his hand is sticking out. Yeah. He was, he was standing there like this. Like it was just weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to point out to my girlfriend, be like, you know, his shoulder's gone. And then all of a sudden, a minute and a half later, the announcer was like, hey, his shoulder's popped out. I think it was stupid that Dillashaw stayed in that fight. I think if he told the athletic commission, it would have got canceled, whatever. But Sterling's style is just so boring. And he's so cringy himself. Like, he does the Fortnite (laughs) hell dance after. Like, it was just annoying. I hate it. But, like, (laughs) Sterling's going to be a tough guy to beat. Like, all he does is take you down and beat the shit out of you or submit you. Like, that's all he does. And it's tough to fucking defend. Dude, yeah, when you sent to the chat the the fuck I hate Sterling after he did the Fortnite dance, I saw the Fortnite dance happen, <laughs> and I was at like I, we were watching at like the the at a restaurant with like a couple lads, and I said, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get a text for that. I guarantee it." And then like literally <laughs> 30 seconds later, I just see, "Fuck, I hate I'm, Sterling." I'm predictable. I'm predictable. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> uh, there was uh, one other thing I, I saw bringing it back to the Yan versus O'Malley fight just for a second here. I saw Tom Aspinall tweeted out uh, calling uh, Yan the Russian Wayne Rooney. I don't know if you guys saw that, but <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's actually so true. He looks like Wayne Rooney. Did you see the <laughs> McGregor tweet? Which he one? Said, uh, He's fucking he said, always tweeting shit. He said something like, uh, maybe it was fake or something, but I'm pretty sure I saw it on like McGregor's actual account. He said something like, uh, Congratulations to Hasbula signing a UFC contract. And, oh, there's, yeah. a, and there's a picture of fucking yeah. Peter Yan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was classic. Yeah. Did you guys see oh, that yeah, fucking Mc... Hasbula actually signed a fight? Like it was like he signed a two fight contract. No, dude, it better be the fucking thing that we talked about originally. It better be Timbits hockey in the intermission. They're fucking <laughs> clean it. Like, I do not want to watch the main fight on the pay per view. I would kill him. I would never buy it. There's no chance. <laughs> Sorry, sorry to go on. I just saw that. Main event. I saw that his contract was like for a fight. Like he signed a two fight contract. Yeah, he's gonna fight like, that dude. Rosic dude. That guy's got beef with from like India or wherever that the uh, the other guy's from. Like Stu said, this that would be perfect on Rough and Rowdy. I do not want to see it on UFC. When I buy Rough and Rowdy, I know what I'm getting into. When I buy UFC, I want to watch Yon versus O'Malley, not Hasbula versus fucking Rosic. <laughs> I honestly think it's hilarious. Like I don't hate it at all. I hope it like it's never a regular thing, but just to have it yes. one time it's like shits and giggles. That's that's gonna be fucking hilarious. Um, Yo, I wanna I wanna walk back a statement I made last uh last week about uh no no no. I was just gonna say I, I tripped uh Abu Dhabi, the fights being in Abu Dhabi because it's like a small uh, small venue and it's a little quiet where I wanna see like a card as stacked as this being like a massive fucking like, arena. But um, that was packed. a good environment, and and I feel like actually you get like better media um when those fights are in Abu Dhabi because you know when the Abu Dhabi fights happen, fucking Dana White's inviting the fucking Nelk boys. They're gonna talk to all the fighters. Yeah. A bunch yep. of shit. Andrew Tate was in fucking O'Malley's corner, wasn't he, yep. or something like that? Yeah, the, you he went on, on their podcast after too. Right he was on the yeah, yep. and you know what oh, I'm saying? Before, like yeah. you get. You get some sweet coverage and behind the scenes every time it seems like, and it's it's always when it's in fucking Abu Dhabi where you get that. Yeah, yeah. So, I uh, so I, I, One, yeah, it was. A, it ended up being a good event. I couldn't even fucking hear the fucking fight anyways because the restaurant was so loud. But uh, I could actually, actually, yeah, it was buzzing at some point. The crowd, I could hear the crowd over. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Probably yeah. Makachev came out. He's the scene. hometown fucking guy. Actually, there's a few like. Uh, 
guys from that that part of the world like Bilal Muhammad the crowd got super hyped for yep. uh and also Makachev right in the main event uh Khabib and both those guys corners and a uh, yeah. new rule on the show never bet against anyone with Khabib in the corner but I, I yeah, or I guess yeah, anyone yeah, from yeah. Dagestan 100%. for that matter 100 <laughs> percent but uh, I had to go with my boy Charlie Olives because he's never let me down until now but uh if like if they were yeah, to run that favorite, fight man. back uh, I tough. think I just I wouldn't touch it I don't think I'd put money on it because I like Charlie Olives too much and Mac Jeff's too damn good to bet against. So I wouldn't even touch it. I think I, t- I texted Ty after the fight and I'm like, Ty, I never trip you for your picks. But the fact that me and you both were on Charlie Olives when fucking Khabib is in Makachev's corner and Makachev is from Dagestan <laughs> means that we can never bet against him again. And you know what Ty said? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. Like, dude, these guys, all they do is fight. And I said, I, I didn't want to put this in the group, and, I'll, and I, I said it to Ty, so I'll say it on the pod. There was a time in the fight where right before the fight started, they were like, uh, they were doing the tail of the tape, and they're like, and Khabib is in Islam Makachev's corner, and he said, this title fight means more to him than any title fight that he's ever been in. And it was like, I knew we were fucked right then. Like if yeah. Khabib, yeah. If Khabib yeah. is they your head trainer. In, um, yeah. It, dude, it's cr- it's just. The, right before the fight there too, they zoomed right in on it like yeah. a sign someone was holding. And it was like, this is dad's plan. And it was a picture of Khabib's dad and yeah. uh, Makachev with the belt. And it was like, oh, as soon as I saw that too, I was like, oh, fuck. This is uh, some next little shit going on. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Makachev's yeah. going to come out and, and tear some shit up. So those guys uh, lesson just, learned there. Dude, yeah. they just put absolute clinics. It's literally like all the. Yeah. I don't think it would be smart to bet against like any of the Eastern European uh, Muslim no. guys. Like no. they're all just fucking so they're absolutely just textbook. You know what I'm saying? I but agree. I, I want to ask though, is Khabib the goat completely? I think he might have already been, but he's never lost a fight, and now he's a, a champion trainer. Uh, he's I think definitely he's, one of them. Like you could, you could put a few names up there to argue. Like GSP's in that conversation too. And I'm a b- big GSP fan, of course. But when you Canadian think about boy. that, he's also a champion trainer. Like that's he's trained that fucking dude from the ground up, man. Like it, like uh, yeah, he's definitely. Know. You could call him the like goat. he just I, knows I exactly say, what to do in every situation. Wrong. It's insane. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, do you, does Mac? I don't even know if Makachev finishes that fight without without fucking a BB yelling from the fucking fence. So. Ty, I'll let you take this, but I know my opinion. Ty, go ahead, take it. Is I was Khabib just saying, like, I, it, I, there's a few names I would put in that conversation. Like, I don't know if he's solidified because you still got GSP to make that argument and whatnot. And there's there's a few other guys you could throw in there. But if you said he was the goat, I would not uh, say you're wrong. Like, that's all I can say on that. I just think you. But it's to, beyond fighting at this point. No, that's what, what I'm is, saying. Was like, my argument. I think you could yeah, throw no, Khabib totally in there, like Khabib in his prime versus anybody in their prime. Um, GSP, I, think, I don't know, dude. But well, but the thing is, is GSP's his big thing was his wrestling, right? When he was in his prime, he would take guys down, he beat them up, whatever. I just don't think he would do that to Khabib. Everything he was so very well rounded. He, he was, too. but he was but later karate. in his after he got knocked out by Matt Sarah, he said it himself. He said, "I'm not getting hit again because obviously my chin's not what it used to be." And then he would take yeah, guys he came down back better than ever. I I came agree. Back his prime. I agree, but I think if you if you were to put up Khabib in his prime. Versus anybody in the UFC's prime between like 155 and 185. Like, let's just say, like, I think Khabib would have beat Silva if they fought at fucking 170. Like, I just, I just think Khabib was so good. And then, like Stu says, he trains guys. Like, the fact that he can show guys like what he did to be so dominant, like, I do think Khabib is the GOAT. 
Like I would never argue against it in my life. Like you could say any striker, you could say any wrestler. I'd be like, well, Khabib wrestled better. Like Khabib knocked down McGregor with the striking because his wrestling was so good. And McGregor like is one of the best strikers in the UFC of all time. Khabib knocked him down on the feet because because McGregor was so oh, scared yeah, that of his one wrestling, fucking right? bomb he threw. I think yeah. it was the start of round two or something, or maybe yeah. it was even round one. It was just like that. Yeah. That punch was fucking. It was crazy. round two. I love watching that over and over. Yeah, I was just, it? Yeah. I I just personally like I, I'm a casual fan. Ty is the hardcore fan that knows way more than me. As a casual fan, Khabib is the goat by far. He's the best. He's if you put him in, it's yeah, Michael Jordan. If you put him in his prime it. versus anybody in their prime, like I think Khabib wins. But that's just me. I don't, I don't think Khabib's prime, or uh, you I don't think his people. prime ever ended. Like he just kind of retired. Yeah. Like you yeah. still had so much more to go. But yeah, fucking. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Stu? I, well, I may, I brought it up because I think so myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I agree with you. I, I think he. I think him and his prime um, beats anybody. Sorry, go ahead. You dropped the name Anderson Silva there, so like we won't spend a lot of time on this. But Jake Paul versus Silva this weekend, if it if oh, it happens, is, it, is was, it this weekend? Yeah, I believe it's a Saturday, but there was a there was gives a fuck. I really no no. There were some comments like uh, Silva made about being like knocked out three times in sparring or something like that. So now the uh, Arizona Boxing and MMA Commission are like meeting with him tonight or something to uh, you know see if he's eligible to compete. And Silva said there was like something like he misspoke or something. Well, he he's on plus money. I think the books have him plus money, which looks real tempting. But I wouldn't put I wouldn't place that. I think uh, no, he's these fights old. are a little bit rigs. I think he's taking a dive. I think these Jake Paul fights are rigged. To be honest, no, come on, come on. That's what I'm saying. Like you That's think you saying. think Woodley like just got hit and then like fake slept? No, he definitely got rocked, but he he fucking like allowed that to happen like i think he fucking went in there knew he was, knowing he was gonna lose like let's go in there spar for like two rounds or three rounds or whatever the fuck and then uh you know really? fifth round i'm gonna fucking I know. get I smoked I mean, my money i'm suing bro i've lost fucking like three bets now on fucking jake paul i just don't i just want to see him lose well you see silva plus money and it's like i don't know I, I bet he fucking flops just like the rest of them have he's 45 he's <laughs> if he gets hit his yeah, lights well, are gonna go out that's the thing though i can't bet on silva we, is that so Jake Paul? Is that you going? Uh, I'm going Jake Paul until he fights Nate Diaz and then I'm going Nate Diaz. What's the, what's the odds? Deal. Deal. What's I don't the know. Odds? Plus, what's the odds? I don't know. Yeah. Plus one twenty or something like that. Oh, so that's pretty Silva. decent value for fucking probably the other way for them for Jake Paul. Maybe I should just do it just because they're all fucking rigged. No, they're not yeah. guys, stop it. <laughs> I don't think that they're I don't think that they're rigged. I just think I think it's rigged in the sense this is the thing that I agreed on tie with and then disagreed. I think they're rigged in the sense that Jake Paul knows he's gonna win. He knows he's gonna win. Okay? Yes, like he's fighting but- Ben Asker and he's gonna win. He's fighting a forty fucking four year old Anderson Silva. Yes, if he lands one shot, he's gonna get knocked out. I don't think it's rigged in the sense of guys are like, Hey, you punch me in round three of at two minutes and 30 seconds and I'll go down for you. I don't think it's pride fighting in China. Well, I don't look think at that's Logan what Paul versus Mayweather. Like there's no way that wasn't fucking rigged to go the distance. Like fucking Mayweather could have smoked him and they're just like waiting for the, for it to go the distance. So Logan, it was like, an exhibition fight. I think they, I don't, Logan I don't was 70 was... pounds heavier too. It's hard to knock out a guy that's exactly. 70, 80 pounds. I'm not heavier. buying it. dude. I'm not buying it. I Fuck think that, that one that one was an exhibition, <laughs> so it didn't matter anyway. So I think it, it was I think there was an agreement in, like a no knockout rule for that one. Uh I bet. Anyways, but um the most questionable one to me was the Ben Askren one because that guy like didn't even defend it was just like an overhand right that he 
would have seen. He's coming. also a wrestler. Like, like he's never fucking thrown a punch. Yeah, in but he's played. He's, he's fought, <laughs> he got yeah, knocked know, out but five he's seconds them. to a fucking Jorge Masvidal sprinted in and kneed him in the face in four seconds, yeah. and he was KO'd. Cold. Was that rigged too? Was that <laughs> like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like no, I didn't say it was rigged. I said UFC. I was saying I was said it was rigged earlier just to mess with you, Dylan. But I'm saying I don't think I, I'm not saying I yeah. think it was rigged. But I'm saying if there was one fight that like one uh, knockout that looked questionable, it was the Askren one for me. Yeah, that's and you know what? It's fair. He, right. I think the the Paul fights are rigged in a sense, but not rigged in like the full fucking sense of like they they know when one's going down. I think it's rigged. Like Paul knows <laughs> he's gonna win, but I don't think it's like rigged in a sense of like hey i'm gonna hit you at two minutes and 30 seconds of the fourth round and you're gonna just go down and sleep okay yeah? fair anyways maybe not you, that, rigged, that but there's something fishy going on i'm no i i'm not paying for it i might find a way to watch it somehow yeah, but uh, <laughs> probably i gotta work this saturday so i don't know if i'll be even back for it and then the the, the local hockey team's playing too so i might be at that i might just fucking sure. not even watch it I let's get really on to care, this new honest. new cards picks ty new cards picks. yeah yeah let let Let's uh, let's get on with it here. And uh, this weekend, we've got a UFC fight night that's headlined by uh, Cater versus Allen there. I think it's going to be a banger of a fight. And before I list my picks off for this card, just uh, don't forget to download the BetStamp app because by using their app, you can find out what sports book has the best odds for these picks and uh, use code NUX when you sign up. Now, Stu J, roll that audio, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, Ty's Wicked Ticket. All right, this weekend at UFC Fight Night, we're going with a parlay of Arnold Allen, Cortez Acosta, and Phil Hawes, all to win, so throw them on the money line. And then uh, just to give a little explanation for those picks, after I saw what Allen did to Hooker there, I got to go with him. And then uh, Acosta's facing a guy who lost his last four going into this one, so let's make that five. And then Phil Hawes, I just got a feeling about him getting the win, but I absolutely hate this guy's nickname. It's Phil No Hype Hawes, so... Might be the worst fighter name of all time, but uh, he can fight, and that's all that matters. And then uh, some separate single bets I'll be making here are Allen to win by KO, uh, Chase Hooper money line. You could throw him to win by submission for a little extra juice, but I'm just going to stick with money line for now. And then I got uh, Jun Yong Park, the Iron Turtle, on the money line, and then Josh Remd money line as well. I think he'll bounce back after his loss to Hernandez there. He looked good in that fight. He just uh, couldn't come away with the win, so... Josh Bram, money line, and uh, that's all my picks for this weekend's card. And uh, that's what we call Ty's Wicked Ticket. Uh, DK, you, I was just going to say, you usually got picks too. So I was just wondering what you think uh, of course is going to happen. I do. But if you had something, you have to hit Ty's Wicked Ticket. Don't listen to my If you listen to this podcast and you take my picks over Ty's picks, you're dumb. Yeah, I'm listening. I say Ty is the one in this. Did I hit O'Malley? And when Ty had yawn, of course I did, but that doesn't fucking matter. Ty is <laughs> Get your no fucking one. cookies, buddy. Yep, right on, right on. I was going to say, I have to pat myself on the back or else no one's going to do it. But like, if you're going to take picks in this, you have to take Ty's picks. And if you hear a pick that me and Ty are on the same page on, you have to take it because I'm telling you, when me and Ty are on the same page, it fucking hits 90% of the time. Don't quote me on 90%, but it does. I'm also with Ty on Chase Hooper on the money line. I love Chase Hooper. I think that this guy's going to have a big comeback and end up winning and submitting a bunch of guys and going on a fucking little bit of a run. I do like Chase Hooper a lot. I like Marcos Rodrigo de Lima to win. And you know why? Because he's fighting Andre Orlovsky, who's 43. And if anybody who's listened to this pod knows my rules, it's that you have to bet against 40-plus-year-olds. You cannot take him. I also like Phil Hawes. 
like Ty does. I like Phil Hawes a lot. I like Josh Fremd a lot. I don't like that Ty and I are on the same page because I like going against him a little bit here, but we're on the same page on a lot of these picks. Um, I sign. like Acosta. I, I, in the main event, I am going to go against him, which don't take this pick. I like Calvin Qatar. He seems to win every big main event that he's a part of. Um, I don't know why he does, but he just does. He's a part of a good gym. I like Calvin Qatar. That's all I got in terms of my picks. But if you're going to listen to picks, listen to Ty's picks. Yeah, Cater. I mean, that's going to be a good fight. I think both those guys like to fucking throw some bombs. Like yep. when I saw Allen come out against Hooker, though, and like how quickly he took him out, I just I have to go with him. Like I went with him in that fight and I got to go with him again. So that'll be interesting since we're going against each other in the main event. But uh, those are your picks. And uh, why don't we do the same thing as we did last week and just go right from DK's UFC picks into DK's NFL picks. If you're ready for that, DK. Dude, I am always ready. We went three and one last last week. We had the Chiefs pick that people were going against big time. A lot of people love the 49ers. The Chiefs dummied the 49ers. They look like the regular Chiefs. Here's a fucking tip for you. In any other sport, this is the most common thing. If you lose one game, if you're in the NFL, you don't lose if you're a good team, you don't lose two games in a row. So I went three and one on my picks last week with the Chiefs and the Giants plus three plus the Giants money line. And I'm going back to some dogs this week. Let's grind over some gridiron winners with DK's briefcase. Roll the audio, Stu. Ladies and gentlemen, DK's briefcase. I'm going right back to the well with my Giants plus three. And the Giants on the money line at plus 135 over the Seattle Seahawks. This Seattle Seahawks team has won two weeks in a row. I don't give a fuck. This Giants team is getting disrespected by every sports book all the goddamn time. This Seattle team has won against two shitty defenses with Arizona and whoever the hell they played last week, which is the Los Angeles Chargers. This New York Giants defense is great. And Saquon Barkley... Mark my words right here. Clip it if he has a big day. He's going to have a massive day. I'm, I'm expecting two touchdowns from Saquon and over 100 yards. I'm also going with a crazy other dog, which is the New York Jets plus 115 over the Patriots. The Patriots have dominated this matchup in the past, but I think the Jets are way better. The Jets haven't allowed more than 20 points in the last four games they haven't allowed more than 20 in the last four and new england is struggling on offense and they're going in with a quarterback controversy i think the jets defense steps up and their offense does just enough to win this game and my last pick is my miami dolphins fins up baby minus three and a half over the detroit lions i don't know if anybody's paying attention here but the detroit lions have scored six points combined in the last two weeks six points combined these guys got shut out against the patriots they scored six points the next week these guys stink and the dolphins are getting better with tua tagavaloa so give me dolphins minus three and a half as my last pick Giants plus three and on the money line the jets on the money line dolphins plus three and or minus three and a half we love the dogs this week, and we love the Dolphins. Let's go with DK's briefings. Hell yeah. Love it. I didn't get the stopwatch yet once again. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to prepare for that one of these days. <laughs> see, see what this time's out to, because I keep fucking that up. I hate that was it. Fire, uh, man. That was fire, though. I, I, t- I take 25, 30 minutes to write down why I pick the teams, and then I don't look at the paper once. Like, I just, as soon as you guys <laughs> say, go ahead with the picks, like, I'm just fire well, because you wrote, fired it, out. you wrote it down they always told you in school write it down you memorize it better true so you wrote it down right, and yeah. then you just don't even have you don't even need the the notes also too also right i'm just gonna throw it out there 
this isn't going to be part of the the record. I didn't even say my record. I think I'm 16 and 12 on picks on the pod because I was three and one last week. I think I'm 16 and 12 total. I'm going to add this pick on right now if you end up listening on Friday. I, the Baltimore Ravens beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night football. The Buccaneers stink. Tom Brady's going through a divorce. Which, wow, yeah, that is was it, an early prediction. <laughs> is it is it sad to see? Yes, it is sad to see that Tom's fucking divorcing from his supermodel wife when he's already got $200 million in the bank. Yeah, it's sad to see. Who cares? Baltimore is better, and Lamar Jackson ends up running the show tonight. Baltimore, another dog on my card at plus 115, but I won't count it towards the actual record. Because if you count my actual record, I'm actually 18 and 12, but I'm humble enough where I don't add the ones that I say I'm not going to add. Baltimore Ravens plus 115 on the money line over the Bucks for Thursday night football. Wait, isn't that tonight? It's tonight, baby. But people aren't going to listen to this until what, Friday, Saturday, Monday? They're not going to yeah. know. So I'm not, I can't give out that pick. People, if you're listening on Friday or Saturday, you could take my Sunday picks, but you can't take my Thursday night pick. I'm, that's why I won't add it to the total. Like I said, I'm 16 and. 16 and 12. Oh, or so you were just saying, like, I, I thought you wanted them to tailor your pick, and I was like, wait a sec, nope. I'm not going to hear nope. this until it's done. You can't tailor it, but put they it, just know that I'm a humble bastard, and I fucking can't. <laughs> it's on Put it on the right IG now. right now. Put it, okay, put it on the IG right now, on the story or something. Just be like, me. Hey, don't, don't come at I. It's on the IG with touchdown scores. I already have it on there. We know the kid. Really? I, I'm. Well, DK's all hey, fucking ready hey, for this shit. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Way out of you, Steve. Way out of you. It's on the Nux IG. Like you put, you po- no. reposted your. I don't post my own picks on the Nux IG because you know what? The Nux IG is for the boys on the Nux, not for fucking Dylan Kelly shows picks. It's for the boys <laughs> on the fucking Nux. I put my Sunday <laughs> ticket on there, and that's about that. I do everything else on my own at Dylan Kelly Show. That's about that. You follow Dylan Kelly Show. You follow Bucks on Nux. You follow Heisenberg. You fucking get it all. hell yeah let's fucking go humble plugs right there like it like it all right um we got to get this thing moving along here because we got some uh games on the tv we got to get to here so uh, i don't have much on uh mlb today but i can't rip the pod without mentioning that we have a world series matchup set uh it's between the astros and the phillies and if i had to make a prediction i'd probably go with the astros to win it all but i think i've got a root for the phillies and (laughs) only because sarnia's rob thompson is the first ever Canadian manager to lead a team to the World Series. That's the Phillies manager, of course. But uh, lads, very quickly here, do you have a team you're rooting for or any predictions? Phillies, we're on the Phillies. You guys know we love the Phillies because they were the only team that I predicted right all playoffs. Phillies, baby. All right. And then uh, quickly, we'll just uh, go into NBA here too. Uh, Any any predictions for the upcoming NBA season or should we just uh, revisit that maybe in a future week here? We'll yeah, I want to because. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. I just want to give a, a quick shout out because Ty just mentioned a Canadian. I want to give a shout out to our boy uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yep. I think he uh, he's averaging over thirty so far, and yep. I mean OKC is not re- winning very much. I think they only have one win, but uh, guys putting guys fucking trying to put the team on his back uh, hasn't worked too much. But uh, he has a wild stat line. The first five, and I think he gets wait, wait, traded three or four games. I think he gets traded to a contender big time because the Knicks stink, and Shy is the only good thing about them. I love Shy. The Gow. Knicks, the Thunder, or sorry, the Thunder. My my fault. My fault. <laughs> my fault. Yeah. Um. The Knit or the Thunder. Yeah. I think he gets traded to a contender, and I think he goes off there as well. Hell yeah, Raptors. Hopefully. Anyways, what do you got? All right. Then last thing on the show today. Uh. Uh, we, we said we were going to bring up Nachushkin again. I don't know if DK, you wanted to get into that take and then fantasy sports. If you guys want to talk about no, that at all, I'm going to, I'm going to double dip here. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to 
Nice. I'm wrong. I'm Are wrong. you allowed to double dip? I thought that was like, yeah. No, no, no. no. I'm double <laughs> dipping. I'm for, for double dipping. Go for it. Natushkin. <laughs> wrong i was wrong on him i don't know if you guys remember i gave out those contract numbers and i said nachushkin was the worst contract in the nhl by far yeah, that was given out this offseason yeah. couldn't then be you more picked wrong. him on your fantasy team to <laughs> have him on both my fantasy teams like jenner it, too you just hate all these guys and then pick him up I, I, <laughs> jenner's a whore and then you put him on your team strategy i see how it works just trying to talk shit on guys so you can get them late Nachushkin yeah, is the number doing, one. DK. I'm in a points league in Yahoo, and Nachushkin is the number one player. Guess who has him on my team? What? On fucking, <laughs> he's the number one player in terms of points because he has he has seven goals and twelve points. This guy's fucking going off right now. Yeah, he I is, fucking yeah. I love everything about wow. it. I have him on both teams. Um, <laughs> either way, I'm wrong on Nachushkin. Nachushkin's actually great. I don't care if he ends up with fucking twelve goals on the season. The, the way that he started, I'm completely wrong. Second. Everybody was fucking just ready to just push my team to the side in terms of our category league in Bucks on Nucks. And I just want to say I'm 23-2-5. I'm up 11-1 this week so far in fantasy. And the guy who said hockey, he's hockey. going to... Yeah, no, no, in fantasy hockey. And the guy who said he was going to win the league is 13-3-4 right, right, right. right now. Me and Ty have a better record than the guy who said he's going to take the... Take the league. And this 13, guy's gonna, three and four. This guy, 13, 13, three and four on, on the season. But he, 13, I'm, that means I'm a winning record. You're 500. You're 500. There's, th- th- you're, fuck. you're 13, 13 and four. You're 500. Oh, you said 13, three. Come on. No, 13, 13 and four. I am 23, okay, okay. two and five on, and I'm up 11, one in my week this week. Stewie J is never kept. Hot take: Stewie J has never catch me in fantasy hockey this this it, year. It's until not catching. The playoffs. <laughs> it, yeah, until the playoffs. That's when it matters. I'm not going to catch you. I'm just saying I'm going to win the league. It's different. It's Buddy, you're not even you in the playoffs. You're not even in the playoffs. Yeah, two weeks. Obviously, it's two weeks in. I'll yeah, be but, there. Don't worry. You know what's crazy too, though. In my money league, I'm in dead last through two weeks. Dead last. But I'm I'm going to win yeah. both, so it's okay. Anyways, fantasy yeah, football. I'm going to win both. I'm dead last. Don't break fantasy football. No. No, no, fantasy football. <laughs> just because you did, I I wrote my I, I wrote my team off a couple weeks ago, just like you did. Um, I don't know. I took Juju as my uh, first wide receiver in the draft. I don't know if you saw the clip yep. about team chemistry he said recently. But I'm gonna tell you what got us the chemistry where we needed this game. So I think it was like yeah, I think it was Friday night. It was me, Pat, Travis, and uh, MVS. We were playing Call of Duty together. We were playing Warzone. And we played three games. We won three games back to back. And we got off. We was like, damn, like, it's really hard to win a game in, in Warzone Call of Duty. And you could just tell, like, the communication between all of us and, like, the chemistry was just like, it was like we were in the game. Like, he's there. He's right there. Buddy, he's the I haven't he's lost right. since and then. And fucking Juju is this an game absolute and stud. These guys better stay on fucking <laughs> Warzone, all right? Keep dropping in there, boys, because Juju's fucking carrying my team. I play so much COD. Why am I not good at football? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. This guy, I don't guy, know if that uh, makes sense or not, but no, apparently it's working for him. Listen. Keep fucking dropping in. Keep entering the goddamn war zone because it's 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 uh, now I'm four and three. I was a one and three team, and now I'm four and three. I play fucking DK. I play you, buddy, this this week. And, so you're going to dummy me. You're going to be five yeah. and three. <laughs> so far, you've been a th- free win for everyone. So yep. it's, it looks like uh, I'm going to be five and three. 
I didn't want to talk about fantasy football because I'm so bad. That's why I'm chirping about fantasy hockey because fantasy football, I am so bad. It's not even funny. I told Stu during the live stream, if you listen to the live stream, you understood. I said, I have first overall pick. I'm finishing last. It's, it's the worst thing of all time. Yeah. Well, I'm not doing too well in uh, fantasy football either. They come right yeah, you uh, one spot above you, DK. We're battle for the basement here. Yeah, I keep getting yeah. these injuries and shit, and I and I don't know, I don't know my football like I know my hockey. So I don't know who to pick up from free agents and that. But I think once all my guys get healthy, we'll make a little agent. comeback. Or I so picked I'm up just a couple quarterbacks to get, uh, just to play. I'm hoping yeah, to make a second half of the season comeback, but uh, we'll we'll revisit this once uh, we get a little bit, uh, you know, a few few more weeks under our belt and see if the standings change at all here. Because it's it's still early in hockey, and then uh, football. Yeah, we're, yeah, I'll be got, up there. Uh, I'll be up there, top we'll four see. or five, and then I'll win the goddamn league. That's what happens every year, man. You're not beating me, you. Stu. You're not beating me. You're not beating in the Ty. playoffs. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. Me and Todd. My team is fucking Ty. filthy, bro. I what are you talking about? I look at the rosters. I love my team. I love Ty's team. I like your team. I like your team. I think no, it's good. Dude, I no, love dude. my you team. Get, I love fried. Ty's team. Absolute I'm 23, two man. and five. You can't be, you can't be fraud. And I'm about, <laughs> I'm about to be 34, three and seven. <laughs> you can't, I, I have a good team. People sleep on my team. Like I said, you guys threw my team aside. I like Ty's team a lot. <laughs> I like your team. I love my bro, team. Your team is ass. Bro. Yo, my Kreider team is fucking done nothing. great. <laughs> my team is great. Boone Jenner's right. carrying. Boone Jenner. Guy slept on Boone Jenner. Nichushkin. Now he's season ranked 40. Nachushkin is, is actually carrying. Without Nachushkin, who are you even? Nathan McKinnon. Okay, so next year I'm just going to say all the players that I really like suck and then pick them all up in the draft <laughs> and just like DK and we'll yeah, find exactly. ourselves in first place by the looks of it. But uh, <laughs> boys, final thoughts before we get out of here. I'm winning fantasy hockey. No, you're not, man. <laughs> No, that's final thoughts. You can't go over my final. I'm winning fantasy hockey. Ty's finishing third. <laughs> Stu's finishing fucking bottom of the pile. First round exit, just like the Leafs. End it, Ty. Oh, End it before Stu fucking can say anything. <laughs> All right. That's a wrap for episode six. Uh, that's not episode 16. That's episode 26, rather, of Bucks on Nux. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Also, uh, check us out on the BetStamp app. You can see Ed Taylor gambling picks on there, and the app will tell you uh, what sports book has the best odds to place those bets. Uh, sign up for BetStamp for free using code NUX. And uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, drop a five-star review down for it and check out the other podcasts on showbile.com. And if you can't be cool, be careful. And if you can't be good, be good at it.